0: Podcast with Tick and Prim.
1: Uh Considering what was on the
0: line on Sunday at home and the caliber of
2: the opponent, um, that may have been the worst Eagles loss I have seen in a half a century. The gap between the effort, the standard, and the performance, I don't know that there's ever been a game that I've seen that's been that disappointing
0: everybody
2: yes
1: sir (laughs) the the always (laughs) iconic words of ray diddy start us off in 2024 well ray diddy is a legend in this town he's a hall of famer and he's not wrong to lose the way they lost at home when your offense comes out and has a pretty good respectable day anytime you put up 30 points at home you don't lose those games in general right and no matter what team you are in the nfl yeah so that's why diddy felt that way and he has every right to feel that (laughs) way you know they um It reminded me of an old NFC East game. I mean, it just did. By the way, this
0: is the Vet Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. And, uh, hey, look, a lot is going on this week. uh, Mm. But let's start it off right, Prem. How was the holiday?
1: It was good. It was relaxing, recharge. Stepped away from some work, just kind of chilled. Didn't really worry about stressing myself out about work and and hustling and this and that. And how about you?
0: Same. You yeah. know, and uh, the only thing I stressed over was this football team to be quiet. Yeah, it was, it was a tough and the fact go. that uh, MB took a week off. but you, know, I'm not so mad about that,
1: but he yeah. did take a week off. He definitely took a week <laughs> off. It's just remarkable to me. Can you imagine, like in the '90s, like David Robinson, no, it doesn't the happen. Spurs, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be back in a week. That's what makes this the modern era. It's just a, a different thing, you know. what if I mean? If he wasn't having a Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> season, I'd have an issue with it. it, it that's the only reason why. What I What can I you don't. say? I mean, the man had a 30-minute <laughs> triple-double the other night. It was, it was unbelievable. He's sitting fourth quarters out. He's putting up these numbers, and he's sitting out fourth quarters. They outscored the Bulls <laughs> in three quarters, but the Bulls did in four quarters.
0: Yeah, you see what's going on here? How we to the Sixers? This is what's going on. All right,
1: look. Then I know where you're going to go with the birds first, and it starts (laughs) with two initials. Right. Look,
0: I... uh, Oh, and and, and by the way, I was going to bring back uh, Doom and Gloom... this week, very appropriate. Instead, I'm going to do a tech editorial segment. Okay, uh, tech editorial. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, how Jeffrey Laurie operates. A lot of people in this city, after years and years and years of blatant observations, still don't quite understand. The psychology, the mentality, the philosophy of Jeffrey Lurie. You're not wrong. Uh, So we'll break that down. I I don't want to talk about what happened Sunday. I don't want to talk about the Giants. Now, we got to
1: flush it all. Well, the Giants, uh, you know, this is an interesting game. Let me just say this real quick. You're going up there to play a team that you are superior to, but you're playing in a building that you don't really tend to play well in lately. Right. Uh, So it's going to take all hands on deck. I think they win by a touchdown. (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: look, at this point, I'm resigned. I don't even care if they win or not. They win by a touchdown. B- we'll see. It almost doesn't matter to me. But
1: Right. I know. Um, I know.
0: All right. Uh, let's discuss the A.J. Brown press conference. It's, it's the hot-button topic. Everyone's talking about it. Um, I would just say this, Brent. And, and I look at you— as a critical thinker, you're a guy. Always. You're a guy who questions, you know, what the government tells you, what the pharmaceutical companies tell you, what, what mainstream media tells got you. Got me pegged. Yeah, you, you are that guy. Okay. And and I, by the way, I am too. Uh, but you you are definitely that guy. No question. Okay, I got I vaccinated, mean, you, and this isn't a, 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 a vax-anti-vax nah, conversation nah, of because not. all that is kind of irrelevant now. But you were you were against it, not because you were just anti vax but because nice. you had questions. It's just medical freedom, man. Right, you it's question freedom, the man. validity yeah, of what it. they were telling you. Right. So, so I, you take that approach with sports. I ask you, why would the Eagles organization be any different. Uh, they have a powerful PR team led by Bob Lang, who controls the narrative on everything they want you to know. We listen to WIP, but WIP is, in fact, the Eagles radio network. It so, is.
1: It's a little biased in w- that regard. W- whether the
0: hosts are being critical of the team or not, uh, the criticism is based around the narrative that they put out there. For example, okay, uh, the S- Sirianni, the, the, the move gets made where Sean Desai gets demoted, Matt Matt Patricia becomes the new DC, and Sirianni comes out and says, I made that decision. Anybody that's seen the history of of Jeffrey Lurie and this organization knows that that is a complete lie, that it came from the front office, and Sirianni is the face of the team. It's his job to say, that decision was mine. Right. That decision was mine. So, so... The, the callers can call into WIP and argue about whether that was a good move or not. Oh, and that was a bad move by Sirianni to do that because Desai had, had good—whatever it is, the narrative that you're arguing right. is the narrative is that it, the team yeah, is
1: putting out right, there. Right, 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 right. Through, through their mouthpiece, which is actually a sinking ship. You hear about this news? Bank, bankruptcy for Odyssey. Oh, is that the island chapter eleven? Wow, what are we gonna do? A little more clarity about why Marks left. Apparently, uh, and that came out <laughs> as well.
0: Oh yeah, shout out to Johnny Marks. It was it was a great last week of radio. Um, and- yeah, and he
1: was on a fantastic sports show this week
0: yeah okay yes yeah, well, Jason I, I, saw, as well. I, I saw that advertised i didn't get a chance to see it you know me i'm in bed by 11 uh, you're, uh, an older <laughs> man now. You're, you're not you're not a you know you 30 year old man yeah, right right i usually catch the highlights the next day on it on the uh, ig mm. but uh I, I listen uh i wish him the best because he's a super great guy he's been on our show multiple times absolutely and, and he's awesome um but you know look um i look at First off, Marcus Hayes' article, right? He puts out an article. Oh, a lot guy, of fans man. call it a hit piece. They, they, I know he's hated. Um, I personally, okay, I, I did not like the timing of this article because, look, the team, the locker room is in turmoil, but not because of necessarily being torn I don't want to go enter into conjecture of it being torn apart. No, no let's stay no, with no. fact. Yeah. This team is in disbelief that right. they are the team that they are. They right. thought that they were the Niners, the Ravens. They
1: thought they but were that, that and team. And that's humbling. That's yes. humbling. And you they, saw their faces in that meeting this week. These guys are, are pretty determined to the, get right. They're in shock and awe phase right, right now. Right. They they are in disbelief that
0: they are who they are. They are. And they and, should be. And should that's, be. that's the turmoil that I'm talking about. So this article comes out, and this article causes ripples within an already tumultuous locker room of, 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 of doubt. There's doubt going on, a cloud of self-doubt from these players because they didn't think that they were this team. And now an article like this comes out with a source that's a veteran player, which, by the way, I believe the article. And, the, and let me tell you why. Because 30 plus years as a journalist in this town, I'm not going to
1: question Marcus Hayes' journalistic integrity or his credibility. No, no, I totally agree with you. But the problem is, we all heard AJ talk. And what AJ Brown did properly, number one, was not speak for two weeks. Number two, during that two that was, weeks. That was
0: a team PR decision. I don't by care. The way.
1: It's smart. Because it, what, what that allows you to do, especially him as a young 25 year old man, is reflect, think properly. Don't react with things that are going to get you hurt by tweeting out to fans and talking yes. improperly at the locker room. Wait and deliver with clarity. And that's exactly what he did. And why him doing it that way? That galvanizes a group that to, to believe that they are not the team they've been and they are the team they were for 11 weeks. And lastly, Marcus Hayes not showing up when he spoke tells me what I need to know about Marcus Hayes. Okay, but we... What Unless we, he's in the hospital with we, a pregnant wife, I don't care. That's What we that's may not know
0: is, is we may not know if Bob Lang and that PR team wanted him there or not. Maybe they
1: asked him not to be there. No, I think that's... Now Now we're getting a little too... Well, I don't know. I don't know. We, the, we don't know what man, happened. The man knew... He was walking into a tornado and also he, and probably, he only had
0: an umbrella, but he probably didn't want to make the story all about his article, which AJ bringing it up kind of did, but oh, all right. All right. So he didn't show up and he, and he should have.
1: It, bother, it bothers say me. That. that part bothers okay. me. Okay. Like I, show listen. up. You want to write an article like that? Be a man and stand in front of the man that you wrote about that you claim somebody told you something behind closed doors about. Look him in the eye. Right. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to argue that. That's it, really. That's Um, my issue with it all. on the galvanizing, it may or may not. I think it will. And I think you'll see signs of that on Sunday. And my prediction is they win by a touchdown, possibly 10 or so points, but they're going to go into the playoffs with more belief and more steam. And you know what? The talent rises to the top, and we'll be in the divisional flying to San Francisco because the 6 or the 7 is not beating... The, the three or the four. I don't know that either. It's not happening. No, <laughs> the second round's in San Francisco. That's where you're going. That's probably right. where the season ends.
0: Okay, listen. Um, let me just make a couple points on this AJ press conference, which I believe was all about messaging, right? And within the message delivery, there was a couple nuggets of truth that were sacrificed from the organization, right? okay? Right, right, right. One— he was mad because Smitty got hurt, right? But why did Smitty get hurt? Why was he mad? He was mad because of the play calling by the coaching staff, okay? Which Meryl Reese on the air, live during the, during the broadcast, called inexplicable, okay? Well, yeah, the play calling was horrible. But the PR team... When they get to the red zone, it's like they don't know what to do. I, right. The PR machine of the Eagles doesn't care if you know that AJ was mad at the coaching staff at this point because of the overshadowed comment. That is my second point. Nick fell on his sword for the team. It was our mistake uh, and he didn't mind being made to look like a fool, I'm paraphrasing. That proves right there, by the way, that Sirianni is a fantastic liar even when the lie doesn't make sense while simultaneously delivering the intended message which was Nick Sirianni hasn't lost the locker room. That was the message that, that they wanted that, Talk
1: That talk for a team that has made the playoffs in all the years he's been here, number one, has already won double-digit games before this slide, number two, and has a coach that really, since he got here, has been loved by most of his players. He he wears shirts from art history in Northeast Philly. That's he why he's Philly the coach.
0: Attire. That's why he's the coach of this
1: football he, team. He, he understands, Nick understands family and, and and making the team vibe like a family vibe. And it's been like that with Doug. It's been like that with Andy. It wasn't like that with Chip at all, but that's besides the point. My point is, Nick was never in danger of losing a locker room. It was conjecture. It's contrived BS from a media and a fan base that truly is too well, uneducated sometimes.
0: Whether whether he had lost a, a fraction of the locker room or not, to, and to whatever extent, the the message that this organization's PR team wanted to get across was that he has not in any way, shape, or form lost the locker room. And the best way to get that message across is for AJ Brown to deliver the message well, after yeah, the case.
1: AJ said it perfectly. He said, look, the players are on the field. He said, if one guy moves one inch wrong, that that play is screwed. And that's essentially right. what he said. He said if if one guy doesn't miss a block on the on the interception to end the Seattle game, one guy missed a block, apparently, he kind of alluded to. If that doesn't yeah. happen one step then that's a touchdown.
0: And by the way, they shouldn't have gone off script. I don't know what the intended play call was, but going off script there was obviously uh, not the right move.
1: You should have just gotten field goal range and kicked the field goal. I agree. But I'll tell you this. When you got an elite wide receiver like that and a top 5 to 10 QB this year, wherever you want to put, wherever you want to put Jalen, second in total touchdowns in the NFL, wherever you want to put him, you got guys like that on the field and they want to go and air one out and try to make it happen? That's football, man. It goes back
0: to the three-play sequence that Merrill Reese called inexplicable. Uh, in this Arizona game, okay, uh, I know yes, where you're going. He was mad at this at at the at the. Well, you're going to the first the and 20 stand. from the red. Start well, the red zone, of course, zone. because right. look, you have a guy that is uncoverable on slant routes, and you're not utilizing you that tweets. at all. You saw my you're tweets. You saw my tweets about it. the slants. You well, had to see it. Well, I, see, I did see okay, that good. tweet, but good. I also heard Seth Joyner say it immediately after plus the game. You, plus, you know that. Plus, yeah, you know that we anyway. Know
1: it. Look, you got a guy. I, we,
0: we were all screaming it. It, it doesn't make any sense after the first play, let alone the second play, and then the and then the bubble screen. To, of all people, Gamewell, who, by the way, doesn't belong on the field at that point. Um, I, I'm just blown away. And yet, No, run the screens to Boston Scott, please. And AJ was mad at the coaching staff. Why? Because they made Smitty, a 150-pound stick figure, try to block a 270-pound lineman.
1: That's ridiculous. I mean, James. do you know
0: how insane
1: that how, sounds? You know, not one play when they got to the red zone there to ice the game, not one play was like down the field a bit. No. Not one. The first play call, first and twenty. What you're supposed to run is a deep comeback. Right, in my opinion, you run it. You run a, a wide receiver, run him straight to the end zone, have him turn around and run back about five, ten yards back towards Jalen. Right. Get that down to the five like that. They can't cover that.
0: And there's layers to his frustration. It's not just the fact that Smithy got hurt. It's the play call and under underutilizing his skill set in that spot. And by the way. Uh, your defense has not stopped them at all. This this is a three-win no team. No, no punts. punts. You no punts. haven't stopped them at all in the second half. It's score, 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 score. And what do you do? You're just playing for the field goal. And you have goal. the
1: greatest punt returner in the history of the Eagles back right. there. Right. You're just, Covey. You're just, you're just playing to kick the field goal. <laughs> and by the way, C- Covey has been great. He's probably one of the top three punt returners in the league this year. Right,
0: right next to Vi Sikahema, who's always awesome. one of <laughs> But Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun of course, probably of course. the Well, Brian Mitchell, hard like to saying, top Brian Mitchell. Yeah, actually. I just like saying Vi Sikahema. But yeah, 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 I, I yeah. hear you. You know, Vi was great, it, 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 the bottom line is there was reasons that AJ shook his head, and the best thing for him to do was not speak because, yes, when look. He's not just a wide receiver. He's an employee of an organization yeah. that has to have certain messaging and they don't want you to say certain things. And And the best move for him was to shut up and wait for the PR team to say, "Let's come up with a way to say this in your voice." And and we don't care if we have to sacrifice some 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 nuggets of truth here because we need to get this message across, right? That Sirianni is is stable in this locker
1: room. Yeah, well, that's he has what not you need. You need it. the players. To, you need the people to hear that. You know, absolutely. It's, it's, why have it any other way if you're trying to win? You know, and, and something else that I I sent out on our Twitter this week that I think is important to reiterate on the show. It, once you get to a playoff game. And say you know you're in Tampa, Baker Mayfield. He's been yeah. playing good football, and they got really good wide receivers. And I'm not confident against Tampa Bay. Well, I I am for this reason. Number one, you already went down to this year and won. He beat them convincingly. So there's that confidence saying, all right, we already did this, and that was on hard, prime hard, time. Hard to
0: beat a team twice.
1: Eh, when they're a. Good team, but they're only in the playoffs because of how bad their division is. So One of the worst you know, divisions I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and they, they got brought back down to earth pretty seriously this yeah. past week. Um, so what I'm getting at is you go down to Tampa and you get a win. Then your two wins from the Super Bowl, and that thought, just that thought being in their head at that point in time, right that clicks something in your mind that when you're on the field, you're taking it to that next level. They just tasted it last year. Yeah, These guys that tasted it last year, I'm just a firm believer in muscle memory, and that muscle memory concept, not fit just physical, uh, mental, emotional, philosophical. Yeah. Football-wise, that applies, I think, and I think they have a chance, if they Win the first round, hey, who knows if they do. I, You know me, Mr. Optimist. I'm I Mr. Optimist, but yes. I don't know that they win the first round. I have to see how they look on Sunday to even tell you what I think. And right. I might tell you next week that I think they're going to lose the first round game. Well, yeah, i got to I mean, see what they look like this week, and i got to see uh, a few things about what the defense schematically is throwing out there.
0: If Dallas has a double-digit lead on Washington at, at halftime, you got to sit the starters this week. You do.
1: And I But mean, we, we did talk about this a minute ago before we started recording about Dallas— 3 and 5 on the road. Yeah. Rainy day in Washington. <laughs> Sam Howell top what top 5 in the league in passing still. Um even though they're horrible, we know yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're they're just yeah. Washington and and Dallas, they always ha- tend to have these really weird games. Kind of like we do with Washington. The NFC East in my opinion, this well, time of year. Know what? You throw it's the all, records out, man. It's all divisional football. You throw the records Look out. Look
0: at what the Broncos did yeah. with the Chiefs. Yeah, and exactly. It, 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 it,
1: the, the Bears and the Lions. Talk about it's a fall all from grace. the league. The Chiefs, a fall from grace. Yeah. The Chiefs, should be more talked about in the national media as a fall from where they were than the birds.
0: But the only reason why they're not is because you got Mahomes and Andy Reid and they know at some point they'll write the ship. They are not going to stay this not, bad not this year, Next though. year they'll yeah, be not this year. They'll be back to being the Chiefs. They're going in
1: the first round. They're going to play Buffalo this year probably. They're going in the first round. Kansas City yeah. the first round exit. Right. And my maybe I'm wrong, but I mean it is Mahomes and Reid. It is Mahomes. But I think Josh Allen's going to destroy them. If they play, I think Josh Allen has a lot of emotion. I want to see Cleveland go all the way.
0: (laughs) I want want to see Flacco take them all the way.
1: Wouldn't that be crazy, man? Cleveland versus Philadelphia. That would. Oh, assuming,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but that would be great. That would be that would be the least watched Super Bowl in NFL
1: history, maybe. Well, the least watched Super Bowl would be like if LA goes on a run and plays Cleveland. Well, that would be a terrible Super Bowl. Oh my god, the Rams and the Browns. All right, let's let us get
0: to the tech editorial segment. Let's do it. Say what? It's a tech editorial. Let's talk about how Jeffrey Lurie operates uh, with simple observations, uh, very little hyperbole here, because a lot of this fan base, from the casuals to people who have podcasts like us, uh, right down to legitimate platforms, are acting a bit like sheep, okay? If you don't know Jeffrey Lurie by now, you haven't been paying attention. Okay, let's start with Andy Reid. With Andy, Lori had an old school football guy who he relinquished power to. Andy chose his staff, his players, and he controlled what was said and how they said it. Once the wheels fell off, Lori liked that way of doing things, letting the coach have the power. So he hired Chip Kelly with a fresh, innovative approach, and he gave him the power. Chip, having only college experienced, treated players like cattle, moving the herd in and out. But that doesn't work with pros who make millions of dollars, so players went to the owner. And and what did Laurie do? He confronted Chip about it. Chip defied Laurie and got fired in season, a very uncharacteristic move for Jeffrey Laurie. Mm-hmm. So after taking control back of the team, he put his guy Howie back in the driver's seat and decided to do a complete 180. He went with a former player who was a players' coach and would be all about the players first, while pushing the new Laurie Roseman agenda forward. Yeah. Enter Doug Peterson. They put Don't a fan- they put a fantastic coaching staff around him and built a team that won a Super Bowl in just his second season. Amazing. After the Super Bowl win the wheels started to fall off and it began to be harder for Doug to lie to the media and Mm. push that Lori and Roseman agenda that they were selling. By the end of that season, Doug was worn down from the lies, and he thought a Super Bowl win had bought him enough cachet to be able to pick his own staff. He pushed back on the analytics department because he also felt like, listen, I've played the game at the highest level, and ain't no Ivy League grads are going to come in here and tell me what I should be doing in game situations. So he was dismissed. Now, Lori had to find a guy like Doug, who is a players coach and would continue to put the players first, but yet young enough to control. And when I say control, I mean being able to buy into the analytics department, not have a problem letting the front office do all the hiring, making all the personnel decisions, right down to who's active and who isn't on game day. He has to be able to take all the credit when things are working and take the blame when they're not. So being a great liar, to be honest, is imperative in this job.
1: Well, that's for any coach.
0: True. But enter Nick Sirianni, the perfect patsy for this kind of situation patsy. here. Well, because you got an owner who wants the control. And, and look, Nick... A really likable guy. He motivates the troops. He, he's a he's, uh, coach. It's in his blood. So he can relate to the players. He likes analytics and was open to partnering with Lori's son, Julian, and the analytics department. He didn't care about how he making all the personnel decisions. And he's a convincing liar who could make a fan base believe that no matter what the decision was, it was his decision to make. That's what Laurie wants because he's not giving up control again. It's just not happening. Now move to the present. Okay, the wheels, they seem to be, I don't know, maybe not falling off, but going flat, need to be rotated. A lot of people are putting Nick on the hot seat. But Lurie is not firing Sirianni, at least not this year. And it has zero to do with his record or his winning percentage as a coach. Jeffrey Lurie's ego has not been taken into account by this fan base, and quite frankly, I'm stunned by it. He believes wholeheartedly that Nick's record, as a head coach, is a byproduct of the organization. Not the other way around. Let me repeat this for those who didn't hear it correctly or understand it. Jeffrey Lurie believes Nick Sirianni's winning percentage as a head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles is a byproduct of the organization. Lurie, Roseman, they'll hire a new staff, new coordinators. Howie will pivot to the draft, the offseason. Nick Sirianni will be here and continue to be the face, the guy who takes the credit and the blame, whether it's on him or not. Because Jeffrey Lurie, in the words of Rihanna, loves the way he lies.
1: So don't be sheep, people. Wake up. This has been a -a techatorial. Yes, sir. All right, so a little bit to (laughs) unpack there. I love your recap of the coaching carousel, really, of the last 20 years what i, I will so. say is regardless of the truth or uh, if that's all true if that's all not true whatever no, it's just, so, it's just a, a deep dive made from observation yeah and it's it's fair the bottom line is by and large for two decades it works it, it you're absolutely right i mean right. they're a top now, 5 team in the last 20 years right so what i'm
0: saying right w- with that is that it's? I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. You're just saying
1: what it is. I'm saying yeah, what it is. Yeah, you're laying and, it out there, and, and and you're correct. It it does seem to work most, by of, a lot. most of the time. Most of time. Most of the time. Which, which compared to a lot of NFL franchises, we are blessed to have these guys.
0: You're right about that. Um, I don't love. We the... get
1: upset, but we're still blessed to have these. True.
0: guys. True. I mean, I don't love that philosophy of the owner having all this control. No, I don't
1: either. It's a very Jerry Jonesian. Uh, it holds philosophy. the team
0: back a little bit, but you know, I listen when I'm watching a game like. Like that Arizona game, I'm in the moment. um, But when I when I sleep on it, I really did this deep dive. I realized it doesn't matter if
1: they fire Nick Sirianni because they'll hire another Sirianni. Well, yeah, but no, (laughs) I I think you're discounting him a little bit. I think that Nick, I think that his his offensive schemes are not as uh, as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, the man's offense has been pretty good. I don't think
0: they're bad. Pretty good. I I I think. That, what we saw with Shane Steichen last year proves that there is uh, a disconnect between Sirianni, his coordinator, and the offense and the way that it functions. Right. And, and, you know, like I said, they will hire new coordinators because, you know, it's not like you lose in the first round of the playoffs
1: and no one takes the fall. No. Of no they're going to build a new yeah, staff they, around there. They really need to figure out what they're doing defensively um, and really. Offensively, with the coordinator. I would love to see them just bring in two more experienced guys next year. Let Nick work with two more ex- two experienced co- I mean, coordinators, I'm, please. I'm hoping
0: Ron Rivera gets fired. He's my top pick on the D. I would love to have Ron Rivera as my DC and Frank Reich as my OC, but you know, I'm not... I, listen, Frank may not want to come back and coach in the NFL and he may not want to be... Uh, uh, Coaching under his his protege, he may not want to do that. So I'm prepared to say, well, let's bring Deuce back. Let's bring Deuce back and and, and make him the OC he always wanted
1: to I'd be. I'd be fine with that too, because you know what I love about Deuce. Deuce will not be afraid to just make the right play call for the situation. Right, the situational football this year offensively. Has been, an, has been like a D-minus.
0: Because you took a step back. Look what you did with the coordinators you had last year, and look at the coordinators you downgraded severely. I need grizzled vets of the gridiron to come in and be on the staff working under Nick Sirianni. Like That's it. what I need.
1: I'm, I'm all about having some grizzled vets come in That's here. it.
0: That's what I need. I need guys who have been there, done that, seen it all, can't be bamboozled by what other teams are doing.
1: Exactly. That's what I need. All
0: right. Uh, we'll hit the vet line with Ray Dunn from 97.5 The Fanatic. But first, brought to you by the Fairless Hills Academy of Music, it's time for a vet fact.
1: This is a
0: vet fact.
1: Well, Tech, the playoffs are coming up, and I thought it would be appropriate to find a vet fact from a playoff matchup in January, in early January. Couldn't find January 5th, never happened. But January 3rd, 1981, the Philadelphia Eagles would host the 9-8 and 8 Minnesota Vikings. 8-8 at that point. <laughs> the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. And they would dismiss them. 31-16 at the vet. They Ooh. were trailing at the half. 14 7, and then the Vikings come out and get a safety in the third <laughs> quarter. That stadium must have been really, really nervous. Yeah. Uh, I, I must remind you, this was en route to a Super Bowl appearance where they lost to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. However, in this game, the Eagles were as advertised. Jaws, though, as always with vet Vetbacks, did not have a good day. To... I mean, uh, <laughs> how did he last <laughs> so long Every know. time we recap Jaws, it's horrible. 17 38. It. 190 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. I mean, what happened here? I'll tell you what happened. Leroy Harris and Wilbur Montgomery. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. They combined for over 100 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and one. Perry Harrington even added a two yard rush for a touchdown. Perry Harrington was the third running back on that team. team. Wow. So they had all hands on deck as Harold Carmichael also had a good day. Seven for 84 with a touchdown. That's really all Jaws did was have a good day with Carmichael. He didn't do much else. Right. But the Birds advanced. Herm Edwards, two interceptions. Love Herm. Roynell Young. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Roynell Young, two interceptions. Franklin Master, one interception. So there's the story. Tommy Kramer, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Five picks, worse of a day, oh worse of a day than Jaws had. Nineteen for thirty-nine with five interceptions. The Birds would advance. We know what they did that season. They would fall short, just like last year. But this game pushed the Birds to thirteen and four, including the regular season. Wow, very comparable to where they're at right now. It was a twelve thirty kickoff. Wow, I, January third, eighty one. Tech.
0: I'll tell you what. It's just, it's just vet fact. Bad luck because. You know, we always have you know, Jaws, and we're like, "What? what is going on? What, what did he do he... good? Well, well, it was what like, did he do? By the way, during baseball season, it was like, that was Schmitty.
1: We get all these Schmitty Vet Facts. It's like, what's going on? And he's on? like over 5 with three Ks. <laughs> it's like, how is it possible? It's like it's... Bake McBride with two home runs. Yeah. It's really odd, man. Unbelievable. Well, we're getting close to having some Phil's Vet Facts again, man. Yes. I'm excited. March 1. Oh, probably more like late March, but... We'll have yeah. some Phillies vet facts soon. We're going into the vet fact dark season soon, Tech, and it's depressing. Yeah, it is depressing. Not going to be much in February. <sighs> no, we might have to pivot to spectrum uh, facts. Not a
0: bad idea. Not a yeah, we, we, idea. Could, we could
1: pivot to across the street for February.
0: Yeah, why not? Why uh, not? Why speaking not? of the spectrum. Might uh, be a prism. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Sixers, Bram, what a great start. Embiid. Phenomenal. On another planet right now. He's one of the greatest players ever. In the modern era. Absolutely. Uh, he just needs to be more dependable, all right? He's missed seven games already. Going into last season, everybody said, let's just get him through the regular season and into the playoffs healthy, and we'll be fine. Well, they used load management, which is defunct now, uh, to get him through just enough so that he could win the MVP award. He gets into the playoffs healthy, and what happens? He gets hurt, misses games in the most critical series,
1: comes back a shell of himself. They lose the Celtics in a second Round. Ugh. This can't continue to happen. Oh man, it just can't happen. If they lose in the second round again, Tekka, it's gonna be tough for
0: me. Now, I, I'm all I'm on this mission. Uh, where you know he needs to be more dependable coming in uh, to the playoffs because anything less than a finals appearance to me is a failure. Now, look, it, I will I will say this right that okay, if you want to say conference finals. Uh, I'll go there because even that would be monumental to get out from the second, you know, round. But I, I really want a finals appearance from Joel Embiid to put him in that greatest of the modern era conversation. That's what it takes. That's what it it's takes. It's going to take a
1: finals appearance. Yes. To see Joe in an NBA Finals with the world watching, you know, that really is what he needs as a player. He, he does. Ne- he needs that. It's the only thing left for him to accomplish in the NBA is an NBA Finals ring. And an NBA Finals MVP, which if they win the Finals, of course he's going to get the MVP because that's why they would win the Finals. It'd be Joel
0: Embiid. I believe it. Um, All right, after watching a few games uh, where Embiid was out during the holiday week off, uh, I'm now back to the Sixers needing more of a star player. I I, I thought, you know, a high-quality player is what they needed. Um, But I, I see them without Embiid, and you just need somebody to help. Maxi carry the load. Maxi, right, he has turned into an all-star point guard, the all-star point guard that this team needs.
1: He has. I mean, right now he's fifth in all-star voting in the guard position. Right. That's pretty impressive for a kid who, when we drafted him, we're thinking, hey, maybe he has a high ceiling. Right. He does. But he can't
0: carry a team when Embiid is out. And and by the way, it's not a knock on him. I love the kid. It's not a knock on him.
1: No, of course not. Because
0: one of my favorite players, top 10 GOAT of all time, is Steph Curry, and he can't carry a team either by I himself. I agree. He with can't.
1: Steph Curry, probably top three shooter of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's one of my top ten favorites in the history of the game. I agree with you. And I, I, you know, I it, maybe he's not top ten of, of the greatest players, but he's on my top ten list of favorite players. Like Iverson's number two on my list of favorite players. Yeah, Iverson the, would be and, top and five for me. And he's not the on the greatest list. I don't even think he's
1: in a top ten greatest. Hey list, man, I even got but he's I in got my top three. Gary Payton in my top ten, man. See, there it goes. Love the glove. It's all
0: about favorites that you And when watch. you grew up,
1: too. When you grew up is
0: important. Right. I mean, it, for me, it's MJ. It's AI. And, and, and when you go down that list towards 7, 8, 9, 10, Steph Curry pops up on that list. And, and when it's all said and done, he may be right a- after AI on my face. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love him. He's, he's part of the reason why I fell in love with the Warriors when I lived in California. And, and this is... He can't carry a team by himself. Right. He couldn't. Right, and neither can and, Tyrese. And right, and neither can yeah. Tyrese. So if they got be,
1: that third star, though, the, right, he might be able to carry it without Joel.
0: Right, because look, and I, I look. Unlike a lot of people who had Tobias fatigue, we were Tobias fatigue. Right, I've
1: had Tobias fatigue but, for twenty-four months.
0: I get it, but seeing him in the Nick Nurse system kind of made me say, you know what. Harris Harris is good in this system. Well, he was I a like him.
1: really good player before he came to Philly. But um, you know, with the Clippers, he was averaging twenty points a game.
0: And look, if 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 Toby's going to play thirty five minutes to score twenty points with Embiid playing,
1: that's what I want. Well, that's what you need. You but, need that if you want to go to the
0: finals, right? But if he's going to when if 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 Embiid is out and he's going to play thirty five minutes to score twenty points, that ain't it. Right, that ain't it. Right. You, I mean, you're not the guy I
1: need. Then no, he's on a max deal. Isn't that crazy? Right, I this need a guy that's going to step in and get as close to thirty points with him beat out as possible. Yeah, whether that's and, a... and Ubre is one of those guys too. Could be. I, I like Ubre a lot. I love Oubre. Oubre Matter of fact, if he had the opportunity, he could drop twenty easy. in the
0: first week of the season. He's the reason why I like fell in love with this current Sixers team. Yeah, Kelly they're, they're exciting. They're exciting. And you know, I just feel like. You know, maybe it's a Donovan Mitchell or a Levine, or like maybe it's somebody like that. I I don't know. Okay, I don't. At first, I thought, well, you get Mitchell or Levine, and and now you gotta you gotta give them the ball. They command the ball, but part of me just thinks I don't care. I don't no. care. Yeah. I need a third bona fide guy to come in here and be an upgrade from Tobias. You do, and you know, tonight
1: uh, in New York. No, seven... at home. Oh, New is York is here. Yeah. Okay. New York is S- seven here. point favorites. I mean, you know, you you would expect that uh, they would cover that spread. Yeah,
0: and 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 tomorrow here the Jazz are here. So I mean, th- these are two winnable games, and look. Uh, they need to get a third guy and I, I, they can't sacrifice the bench veterans to do it. They Just the younger guys, the Springers and and those guys, the uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., no, no relation yeah, to yeah, the baseball right. player. Yeah,
1: Kenny Lofton, uh, great baseball player. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, you know, Springer and K.J. Martin and, and these guys, these guys, the first round picks you got Expendable. And, and, and Tobias, I don't want to move Morris Batum or Rocco or Pat Mars Morris has been
1: very valuable. Yeah,
0: I don't want to move any these. These are, these are uh, uh, tried and tested guys who have played in in big playoff series. These are the guys you need to be your bench depth yes. going into you know and and look, you're going to be playing the best teams. You're going to be playing Milwaukee. You're going to be playing Boston. You're going to need
1: great veteran bench depth that's and always been the issue me. that these is guys, more he trades it away every yeah, it's year it's been you... the problem that's yes. why they lost last year it's why they lost the year before they they don't have enough after no. the initial uh, rush of points they just but this year they do yeah this year this they this year they, look they actually they, they got, actually have that they
0: got good bench depth i mean you know i mean Batum is a good player yeah i i really like Batum. he's a good player and i don't love roko but i like roko off the well, bench he's a in wily his role. veteran man yeah, he's, that's not what gonna, I need. he's not he's not going to lose a game for it you. goes back to that, 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 what we were talking about with the coordinators
1: of the Eagles. Grizzled vets. I need yeah, those man. guys. I, I know what. I, I think that they will make a move. I'm curious to hear what Ray has to say about this from yeah. 97.5.
0: Yep. And, uh, well, I, I see the line blinking. Let's hit the vet line with Ray Dunn, 97.5 of the Fanatic. Next. alumni. And now, it's the vet line. Why don't you answer your phone?
1: Joined now on the vet line by Ray Dunn, producer and host of 97.5 The Fanatic. Catch them middays 10-2 to 2, with Andrew Salchunas. Ray, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, well, we're excited to have you, and there's no shortage of topics to get into. Uh, we're going to start right with the most absurd thing I've heard this week. How do you think, how absurd do you think it is, people talking about the Eagles resting starters?
2: Yeah, I can't. This is – this is, and I'm going back and forth with Andrew on this on middays right now. Uh, you know, this idea that, oh, you know, power it down. The rest is going to get them ready. I haven't seen this football team put anything out there on the field that makes me feel comfortable powering it down. They're going to power it back up in the postseason and find <laughs> yeah. the answers over the next week and a half in some film room or on, on some practice field. I know for me I'm not going to feel comfortable regardless, but I'd love <laughs> for them to get out there and see if anything clicks – in this week 18 game with the Giants, because I, I again, I think Jen Scora said said it uh, wonderfully when she was saying that they don't that this team does not deserve the rest. It has not earned the right to rest. You get you could have earned the right to sit out the fourth quarter the last two weeks, but both times you made it football games, and that is on you. That is your fault. Guess what? You don't get to rest now.
1: Yeah, I completely concur with that. Yeah, I think that you know you have to try to find some kind of continuity, especially on defense. Now I heard Hassan Reddick. Uh, a quote from Hassan uh, relating to Patricia be replacing Desai and actually I I've interpreted that as he was kind of throwing a little negative shade uh, what did you think of what Redick said about the change to Patricia
2: so it's interesting. I, I've been rattling this one around in my brain actually yeah. for the last couple of hours about like, OK, so what exactly could that mean? Part of it to me, I, I think it is kind of a, hey, you know, what do you expect from us? We just changed coordinator. And like mm-hmm. this is not the the side of Patricia to me was always I, I looked at it as a bit of a panic move. And one of like, oh, my God, we really got to turn this thing around. We got to make something happen. And I think yeah. that that is the case because – Patricia running to size defense is really just a guy who is forced to run a system that he is, would not be his like Patricia. If he had his way, this is not the way he runs a defense. It's not the principles of which a defense operates under him. Right. So now he's got to try and adapt the defense into better practices, into more of what he wants to see in a system that he can't overhaul mid season. So mm. to me, I think it's a Reddick kind of throwing his hands up. Like, I don't know what we expected from this. Like, I, I, was Patricia going to come in and magically fix the personnel, magically fix the things that are broken with this team? I can't sit here and say necessarily it's total shame, but I think it's more of a hands up in the air, like, yeah, we're gonna go through troubles because we're trying to find anything that works to get ourselves ready for this postseason run.
1: Mm, I sure hope they are, man. I really yeah, I mean
0: it, right away. You know, Patricia comes in. He's dropping Reddick back into coverage, and he's rushing Kevin Byard. It makes zero sense <laughs> at all. I, I, it was hard to believe anybody who's watched Reddick's career and seen the the lowest numbers and lowest impact he's had on teams is when they drop him into coverage. Right? It's like he comes here. He's been tremendous when he rushes the 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 quarterback. And, and what are you doing? You're dropping him back. It's it's just it's it,
2: inexplicable. It, it is the yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. It's <sighs> ironic. It happened against <sighs> the Cardinals. Because the Cardinals were ready to label him a bust. They didn't pick up his option because they decided for a couple of years, you know what, this guy who was an elite pass rusher, we're going to make him an off-ball linebacker. That seems like a good idea. Let's yeah. see what he's got as an off-ball <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, last year in Arizona, they're like, you know, maybe we'll just try and rush the passer with this guy. It's like, well, you didn't pick up the option for the guy. Now you used him in the best possible way. He's going to Carolina. They're going to use him. They're going to maximize him there. Comes to Philadelphia, you get maximized here. Rushing the passer. That is what he is great at. Yeah. Not put him back there to try and get into coverage. And I think part of it is the Eagles, you know, part of, uh, I remember Sirianni, was something about dictating what offenses will do uh, based on what our defense does. And that was part of the move to Patricia. Well, they, the Cardinals came up and dictated what the Eagles defense was doing because as soon as they saw a five-man front, they were like, well, guess what? Now, they're cooked chicken out there trying to cover. There is no way they're going to be able to stop us passing the football. Once they go to this five-man front to stop the run, we're just going to pass all mm. over them because they're going to be forced to drop Reddick back mm. there. It was it was one of the more uh, disastrous things in what was a month of December that could not be characterized as anything but a disaster. But it was a horrid, horrid personnel deployment and something I, I can't stomach the fact I had to watch it. And yeah. I— Tormented myself and watched that game again on New Year's Day. And I regret all of that.
1: That's a tough way to start the year. I will say, oh, that. horrible.
2: Yeah. I watched horrible. a
1: lot of those
0: tape breakdowns, uh, but I couldn't sit and watch the whole game. No,
1: I don't. I don't go back and rewatch it. I don't even watch highlights sometimes, man.
0: Right? I heard what Baldy said about Jordan Davis, so I went back and mm-hmm. watched a bunch of the uh, Jordan uh, the Jordan Davis tapes, and it, it's 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 pretty
1: it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're, it's over exaggerated
0: it on is Jordan Davis a little Davis. bit.
2: Yeah, it is. You know?
0: But you know, he's he is walking on some of those plays. Yeah, You're like what
2: the hell's going on with Jordan Davis? Uh, it's been tough to, uh, you know, the, the, I think the, the shape that he's in this part of the season, I think he's certainly feeling it right now. Um, I, it's, it's just interesting, the singling him out amongst the, the entire interior there that's not getting anything really going right now. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, you know, Davis hasn't given you what you expect over the last couple weeks, but overall, like... He's Nobody is. Yeah.
1: He's here to stop the run. He's not here to mess sacks. Right. He's like a yeah. Hollis Thomas type of figure on the line. Mm. I get that.
0: Yeah, I get that. Uh, I, all right. My my vibe. I don't know. I don't know how you feel, Ray. I'm already, I've already packed it in, right? So I'm looking at <laughs> the draft, right? So if, if the draft oh, was tomorrow, oh. what's the primary position you're looking for in the first round?
2: Oh man, uh, I'll be honest. I have not begun to prime myself for the draft, mostly because I, I'm. There is so much wrong with this team right now in front of me where the postseason, you know, it's going to happen. They're going to play a playoff game. I know, it's crazy. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I know. It doesn't feel like it. I'll the tell you what, though. we're having.
1: Yeah, they, they, it's the playoffs, man. And this team, if the defense just has a couple good days, the offense is scoring 30 points regardless of what the defense does, typically. In the Seattle, no. But Seattle, we can never, for 15 years, score in Seattle, regardless.
2: Seattle, we can, it should be illegal. It should be illegal for the Eagles to play Seattle. Really especially travel be. to Seattle. Yeah. I, I w- if if I was elected president, I would pass a law <laughs> yeah. that stops the Philadelphia Eagles from traveling across the country to Seattle or playing the Seahawks in any regard. You got my vote. I hate vote. Seattle Week. Yeah, I hate well, that. That's my platform. That's my entire platform. I, like I hate it. Seattle Week. As soon as the schedule came out and I saw Seattle on it, I said, that's a loss. I don't. Uh, I don't care. I, I wasn't even
0: mad at at seeing Seattle, but going to Seattle, we always have to go there. Why can't they come here? We can never go. We. I mean, we always travel there, and I don't understand. Well,
1: it. except for the playoff game where Carson got his head rung. Well, and it's it's been rung since, but he's going to yeah. get a shot on Sunday. I
2: know he will. <laughs> I, I, I'll be watching that one. But speaking of presidents was president last time the Eagles beat the Seahawks. I, oh I, God. Yeah. That's I don't crazy. want to see the Seahawks on my schedule ever.
1: No. No. Well, they're NFC West. Maybe we won't for a couple years. Maybe we won't. Yeah,
2: hopefully.
0: All right. Uh, this, you know, it means that I said I, I packed it in already. Looking ahead to next season, uh, who on the defense do you bring back and who's gone?
2: Uh, all right. Let's see. Mm. Up front, I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, probably you're without Cox and Graham. Uh, if I have to imagine, like, they, they probably, it's, time to move off of and i i think fletcher cox has had a solid season yeah uh, but I, I think it's probably time those two move on i imagine that um one of those two hangs it up even though again i could see them trying to continue to play uh it depends deal wise like what they would want to come back whether or not i would entertain the idea of bringing them back but most of that front I, I imagine, you know, you're back with the sweat with Reddick. I know sweat has an out after this year on the contract. We looked at that today. I don't think you, I don't think you take that out, especially. I think the dead hit is ridiculous. So, um, you know, I think, I think he's, he's solidified in there. The middle, interior, you know, they were comfortable with Milton Williams coming in. Like they didn't know they were getting Jalen Carter when our walked. like when they were when right. the free agency happened, they were comfortable with Milton Williams playing a bigger role. I thought he was going to play a bigger role. Um, and I, I, know that they want Davis and card to take those next steps. So, I mean, they're still going to be there. I imagine Williams is back in that regard. Yeah. So I don't think you have that much change, um, up front aside from the, the long tenured guys that you're probably going to have to make some, some, uh, changes in terms of depth to really get that rotation deep again and give yourself something that you can get after the passer and one after run. last week, you know, Ugh. we're talking about stopping the run now. Um, in the back end oh man
1: it's tough it's it's a lot yeah. of shake-up coming it coming
2: yeah that, that's what I think. yeah it's like it's like uh okay yeah I'm sure if if, if you want to stay I, I'd have you stay but I don't know how much you're gonna get paid and you know I'm not investing a ton into Zach Cunningham right um <laughs> right. The- no. I'm I'm not I'm not banking on Dean to be one of my line. If Dean develops into something nice while you have him, good. I I this season has been enough for me to say I'm not banking on him. So you're getting reinforcements there at linebacker, at least one if not two, um, in terms of the linebacker department. And look at the secondary. You're encouraged by flashes you've seen from Ringo from Ricks. Yeah. Um, you know I know Slay has been a, a hot button. A hot button topic because of the way he's talked about his own play. Um, and that drives me nuts. I, I probably entertain like I have to look at specific cap hits for these guys because I know right now the easy thing is to say, well, the entire veteran secondary can get lost. <laughs> I'm a big on on how do you replace them and replacing parts back there that are that are gonna make themselves work. I, I right now would would hold on some of that, but you definitely you need to address safety. They're like you need a playmaking safety. You Bayard, he was a nice shot at making something happen. Bayard has not been, you know, the All Pro, and no. he is, is not the All Pro. Reed Blankenship, I, I like, you know, cold hero status for people. The whole Ed Reed Blankenship nickname people gave him, yeah, you know, at one point, <laughs> it's not it's not like that. So you he's know, an I'm average safety. He's an average safety. Yeah. He was a great third safety. He was was really in his role last season, where he comes in, steps in for CJ GJ. He gave you enough, yeah, and that was nice. Right. He never should have came into the season with Reed Blankenship and who as your safety. No, (laughs)
1: exactly. Yeah, this is it. Really has (laughs) deteriorated. I mean, to go ten and one, and then to go one and four, that's a tough pill. I feel like personally, because of AJ Brown's comments, that they're going to be a little more galvanized this week. Do you expect them to go up to New York and win convincingly?
2: Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> how, how did, I had to take a <laughs> shot on that one. It, it, it's expecting it's expecting this team to win convincingly. That that ke- that keeps you know. I feel like uh, Charlie Brown attacking the football with Lucy. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know what? This is the week they're gonna figure it out, and they keep telling you that too. Like you think after the 49ers game, it's like, hey, we got to regroup. We're going down to Dallas. We're gonna go figure it out. You're right after the Cowboys right. game. It's like you know what we're gonna figure out who the guys in this room are we're gonna ban through we're gonna make it happen they go to seattle they lose they come back from seattle hey you know what we're gonna find out who we are we're gonna find that identity then they play a game with the Giants they where they barely win. they <laughs> should have <laughs> smacked them they should have <laughs> yeah. smacked them and i'm sitting there watching them barely get by on christmas day and it's like you know what we we gotta win but we gotta get to that standard we gotta make it work we gotta figure it out and then they go and they get beat by the cardinals at home Ugh. uh at to end your year and it's like all right. At some point, I just got to stop expecting for a convincing win. I Last week, I said uh, on middays with Andrew, we do a coffee bet every week, and then we pick different sides of one game. And he was real confident in laying – and I'm sorry, Andrew, I'm, I'm airing you out here. So this, I'm like, this is my bad. <laughs> um, but he was pretty confident on laying the, the 11 and a half on the birds. And I was like, right, listen, I'm not giving this team 11 and a half anything right now. I, I will take the other side of the Cardinals, and I'll take my free coffee from you on Monday. I, now, agree I didn't with think you. they'd lose the game outright, but – yeah, yeah the, the I coffee. thought I thought
1: 10, 11 was Fair. too many points. I thought 11 was way too many points. I thought if they won, it was going to be kind of like how Arizona won four or five points. That's what I thought. Because Kyler Murray, he, he's not the franchise guy I think a lot of people thought. But with Kyler Murray at quarterback and James Conner at running back, they're more like a 500 club, not a 3-12 and 12 club. But they were being treated by our fan base and by the team, apparently. Like a 3-12 and 12 club. And that's yeah, why and they, you got Yeah, they
2: play you teams close. Yeah, you know, they play yeah. teams close this season. It's, you know, uh, not to give Gannon any credit, but, you know, if they've at least been playing close in a season where they didn't have their quarterback for half of it. And, you know, there's certainly a lot of personnel changes. Like, Kyler, I think Kyler, and similar to a lot of quarterbacks. Like, you look at what he had when, when everyone anointed him as the next big thing, and it's like, yeah, he might have had, like, 27th year Larry Fitz, but like it's still Larry Fitz. And you know, you had DeAndre Hopkins, and again, Hopkins might have been up there a little bit stage, so, but you had DeAndre Hopkins. Like when you have weapons, and you know, he was given Earths in that trade, it's like, okay, yeah, weapons, he kind, of, kind of could make something happen with this now it's like oh, pew pew Rondell Moore like that's the uh, Greg, not, Greg Dorch Greg Dorch out there
1: looking like Victor Greg Cruz George. looking I, like Victor I, Cruz yeah. in his debut I was like who the hell
0: is Greg Dorch
1: Greg Dortch was I, actually I stashed him. on my dynasty squad <laughs> oh, I'm sure he
0: yeah. was yeah. good for you good for you on
1: that <laughs> <laughs> you going to the Sixers or what I, I,
0: yeah I, let, let's talk about a team that actually has a chance here oh man uh, the, <laughs> the Sixers uh alright look uh the Sixers need a third piece, they do, and they need to get it without giving up any veteran bench depth. Uh, who's your target, and how do you get him?
2: So my target's currently playing for the Knicks and has already been traded. Oh. Uh, I was I was OG, I was already, I was OG'd up. So that one that one hurt over the weekend. I was I was interested to see because negotiating with the Raptors is, is a pain. Um, it, you know, they just make it difficult. I remember. I think back to the Lowry negotiations and how they basically just didn't trade him because they wanted. They thought they were going to get the world for him. Um, but I, I want og and, and Obi. Uh, Levine intrigues me. I, I'm intrigued by at least what he could give you. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to basically. I'll give you like the prototype. What I need is someone that. Can one knock that three, but also can create themselves off that three-point line? Yeah. You know, when teams are actually playing defense, like they can actually make something happen for you. Um, Levine at least gives me you know the ability to create his own knock knockdown shots. Um, I I get interested in the fit here with with this team. They they do need a third piece. Levine feels a little, and I don't, don't want to throw star around there too lightly. It feels a little too starry for me. But yeah, yeah. right now, of like of like the the options that have come out and the great thing about the nba is that someone's going to say something to someone and someone's going to be upset on a team in like two weeks and it's going to be great because then that's going to change the entire dynamic of the conversation um so i was holding out for uh og and Obi levine intrigues me probably the most of any name out there right now but man i have just enjoyed watching this group uh, as construct i know it's you know. Tough to, to reconcile that when you don't think this team has got quite enough to win a title, but it's been fun to watch. They team.
1: have been fun. Nick Nurse really knows what he's doing, man. I, I love Nick Nurse. He knows what he's doing. It's a breath so, of fresh air from Doc Rivers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it
2: really is. Funny story on Nurse. Yeah. Um, it was, I think it was the week before he got hired, and I was doing I had a Sunday show over the summer at the station, and. Um, I think he was in town or something. And I lightly suggested, like I started talking It's one of those things, you, know, you talk for four hours at a time. Every once in a while, you just start talking and right. you lose your mind right. a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I, I like lightly suggested, uh, Trapping him inside the facility. And like the Matt who produced me at the station a lot, um, like basically was like, Are you suggesting they kidnap him? But I'm like, I realize how that came out. And like I don't mean <laughs> to kidnap McNurse, but don't let him leave the facility without signing the contract. It worked. That was all all I wanted was to him to sign that contract, to be the head coach. I've been so thrilled with watching him as a head coach. Yeah. He's
0: yeah. been great and and look with Embiid playing on quite frankly, another planet. Wilt Chamberlain level. I man. mean geez. he's on Wilt's oh, level. Yeah. He's on another planet. Uh that being said, regardless of the fact that they need a third piece, is this the year that Embiid takes this team to the finals? Oof.
2: Oof, to the finals? You, conference uh, final? uh, the conference finals? Con- no. The NBA no, finals? The
0: finals. Wow. The finals. Getting over the Boston hump. The finals. Well, Boston or
1: Milwaukee. Well, I expect um, Boston to be there. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's Boston. Okay, What do you think, Ray?
2: My fan resolutions, and I said my I would do more guarded optimism. Uh, so that's my resolution for this year, to be a little more guarded optimistically because uh, yeah. my optimism has only brought me trouble over the last 365.
1: <laughs> um, me too.
2: Yeah. So you know what? I- I'll-, I'll do the hedge for you. I think they get to the conference finals. I okay. do not think they get to the finals. That's okay. where I'm at.
1: That's I- I'm actually past the second round, which is a huge step for me.
2: Yeah, It's a, it's yeah, a big it step. It really shouldn't be. Yeah, it really shouldn't be, but yeah, No, it, is. it shouldn't be.
1: Well, when you lose two game sevens like that, man— Against teams that you probably
2: should beat, that's yeah, a tough play. I, I can't. I still can't believe. I still can't believe. Uh, that. What, it that was it, is Atlanta.
1: Atlanta or the Atlanta loss or the Boston loss <laughs> or the Toronto game set. Which game seven oh. loss hurt you the most? For me, it's still it's still Which, Kawhi. It's still Kawhi. Yeah,
2: I um, think so. So Kawhi hurts in a sense that, like, I don't know, you felt like the stars might aligned that year, yeah, that yeah. starting five, mm, you know, yes. process this, all that fun. I think it it doesn't haunt me as much knowing that, uh, like, in that moment, like, I try and go back to how I felt in that moment. It was like, well, this is the beginning of things. Um, the last two Game 7s have felt, like, definitive, like, oh, well. Wow. <laughs> Ben Simmons is no longer going to be on my basketball team. No, like that that's right. what ended up coming out of that last year when it happens. It's like, oh man, now we have to have this Harding conversation, and they didn't mm. go any further. And then the Harding conversation explodes exponentially following that. Like I think the Boston one for me, Rob No, they lost to the Hawks, man.
1: Yeah. You got punked by Trey Young.
2: Yeah. You got punked by Trey Young. Oh, Oh, you know what's even worse? Charles
1: Barkley picked the Hawks. That's even worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You believe that? (laughs) I couldn't believe my my draw dropped to the floor. He picked him. Well, he does that sometimes. He does. He does that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so. I think conference finals is realistic too. Tech, you really, what do you think? You think NBA finals? This club? I, I think Embiid
0: needs to needs to get in the conversation for being one of the greatest in the modern era, and it's going to take a finals appearance to put him in that conversation. But that being said. It will be monumental for them to get out of the second round. Oh, you're not kidding. That's going
1: to feel like an accomplishment. But then when they lose in the conference finals, you're going to feel the same, Texas. Yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> we were we were debating hitting Broad Street if they beat the Celtics in the second round. That's that's, that's how bad we've been. That's yeah. amazing.
1: That's amazing. That would have been a lot of fun to make a spectacle of. Yeah. And you probably would have had some people following you. Well, it would have been more calling. fun if they actually won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> been joined that's on the vet about. line by Ray Dunn. Catch him every weekday on 97.5 from 10 to 2 with Andrew Salchunas. Uh, Ray, I remember you said your first time at the vet on Twitter. I assume that's because you were already uh, just an infant, maybe, when the vet was uh, in hey, operation. Hey.
2: yeah uh uh, ricky brought up to me uh this this week tomas perez and i was i hate to i hate to tell you i don't have a lot of scorching takes on tomas perez i I hate to do that to you (laughs) that's great that's great yeah
1: ricky played with him right right
2: yeah yeah I, i have not been uh to the, I never got to the vet. I was, yes, a child, a very small child. <laughs> and everyone at the station likes to remind me I basically still am a child. <laughs> nah,
1: you kill you kill him, man. You know what you're talking about, and that's really all the matters that matters around here for sure. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate your time and your energy, and uh, we hope to catch up with you after the Birds win a playoff game.
2: I like that. I like the sound of
1: that. Yeah, well, let's hope it happens. I think that they have a shot to beat Tampa, but, but that's not saying much.
0: We'll, we'll talk to you in 2025, Ray.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a nice
2: way to say you're not having me back.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. There you have it, folks. Ray Dunn, 97.5 on the vet line. Ray, we appreciate it. Go Birds, go Sixers, go Flyers, and uh, have a great evening, my friend.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. That's Ray Dunn, 97.5, the fanatic. Uh Prem, this wraps up another edition here. Uh, Episode 117. Yeah. Great and, job. And we're heading into a uh, what may end up being a meaningless game.
1: We'll see. We'll see. It's going to depend on what the Cowboys do in Washington, and uh, I think they're going to lose.
0: All right. And, uh, we Maybe should, I'm too optimistic.
1: Yeah. We should
0: know by next week's show uh, who, who we're seeing in the playoffs.
1: Yes, yes. It's going to be uh, the prestigious winner of the NFC South. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next week.
2: I'll